everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today to have a really fun interview for you. Uh, we are here talking to Patrick Serrano from the Lifetime Uncorked podcast. I'm Rachel and Patrick, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, happy to be here, Rachel. Yeah, this is so much fun. I've been able to be on your podcast once before. That's right. Brought all the knowledge. <laughs> It was so fun. It was really fun. <laughs> We're talking a, a Christmas everlasting, right? Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. Called, yeah, the <laughs> the With very Tatiana Ali. Yes, and Robert from uh, Cosby Show. <laughs> yes, really all the fun. emotions. Very emotional movie. Yes, love the love the Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes. <laughs> So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I love talking to fellow podcasters. It's kind of therapeutic, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're all in it together. Like That's we're right. a big like TV family <laughs> network of people covering those type of TV movies. So yeah. it's always nice to to sit down and hang out. Yeah, that's right. It's it's it is. It's kind of uh, you know you're not a, you're not alone in this this. <laughs> And all of this yeah. madness that we do. <laughs> yes. And you do way more than I do. You do the interviews. You do all that type of stuff. I'm just recapping and being sexy. Yeah. That's like my, my game. I love it. It's great. <laughs> well, but you have like legit studio. Like I'm just we do. from my house. It's, it's a, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in Chicago, we have a little studio. So uh -huh. it's like a network of six podcasts. I think six or seven. Uh -huh. And I'm just, I just got to be a part of that network because uh, I'm a theater background. So I knew some people mm -hmm. and yeah, they brought me in. They, I was writing reviews for Hallmark Christmas movies, actually. Oh, and Drew, my producer wanted to uh, get that on the podcast. He's like, you should do a podcast about that. And then I decided I, I know more about Lifetime. I like Lifetime. Uh, life, me and Lifetime go way back. So I decided to keep it lifetime focused and then maybe do Hallmark for Christmas only just because uh -huh. you, you got to, you have to. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I was going to ask you how you ended up becoming a podcaster. So you were like a blogger first, basically, or? Yeah, it was actually like on Facebook. I was just writing like little reviews for my friends and it just kind of like spiraled from there. Uh -huh. So yeah. And then I, I come from a theater background. So I was like, hosting a podcast can't be much different than like hosting a comedy show or mm -hmm. whatever. So yeah. an improv set. So I have a lot of comedians in Chicago who I bring on the podcast and try to make it like fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just kind of all fell together like the perfect timing. Mm -hmm. So do you uh, grow up doing theater and, uh... yeah. Yeah. Went to a theater, uh, performing arts high school in Maryland and then I went to college for theater and uh -huh. I work in a theater during the day yeah. and sometimes on the weekends like you know uh, for events or whatever but uh -huh. yeah always, I'm a theater guy love it yeah. very much where in Maryland did you grow up I grew up in a town called Only Maryland uh -huh. uh, it's kind of uh, close to like 30 minutes from DC 30 minutes from Baltimore yeah. like a Maryland yeah. suburb yeah, I actually uh, actually grew up in Maryland as well. I lived in Frederick County. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I know Frederick. Yeah. I was a little town called Middletown, Maryland. <laughs> nice. That's where that I grew is... up. Well, <laughs> yeah. and you grew up there for... Yeah, I lived there uh, 
from the time I it was um I was eleven until my parents moved when I was seventeen. So oh wow okay yeah so it was pretty formative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The and, high school, all the things. Yeah, middle school and high school, yeah. uh, in in Maryland. So yeah, I uh, I it's it, I you know I loved love growing up there and i i did theater uh, in high school as well uh i uh, i loved it i i got, we did um uh we did the whiz which was probably the best show that we did yes. uh, it was really fun a whole that bunch of white fun. a whole bunch of white kids doing the whiz <laughs> but it, it was great and hey, you know, <laughs> it's a good it's a good show it's a good yeah, show it is and and then we did which was I love really Bye Bye fun. Birdie. Yeah. And it's such a great show for high school because in my opinion, I think that it's, you should pick shows for high school that have as many chorus scenes as possible because you want to have as many kids to be able to participate as yeah. you possibly have. And like my sister in her school, one year did Into the Woods, which is a great show, but it just doesn't have that many parts. There's yep, you got to Everybody has to be able to like really sing in that yeah, show. So yeah. that's a tough one for high school. Right, right. And I don't know. It just seems like you should have as many people be allowed to participate as right. want to participate for the most part. Like Grease. Grease is a good one. Yeah, good one. So yeah. many high school students in that show. Yeah. And we did, um, uh, we did Little Abner, but then I ended up getting sick. Uh, my uh, yeah my <laughs> I know my junior year of high school all of a sudden I got this horrible pain this abdominal pain that was wow. so bad and none of my none of the doctors would believe me and my uh, and my mom was like she uh you know they're like oh it's just like cramping or whatever and I'm like mm-hmm. I, I'm not a child like 17 for goodness sakes like i'm not gonna make this up like i'm not and my mom was like she was in a whole play and she gave up doing the play because it was so like why would she make this up and anyway they didn't believe me and they finally did a explorative surgery on me just to see what the heck was wrong and uh, it turned out my appendix was like just about to burst oh my god yeah which is crazy and i remember yeah. i came out of the the whatever the haze and uh and he said the doctor said that and i was just i i was just so wanted to say i told you it wasn't nothing yeah. you, you knew something me. was wrong yeah. and you had to leave a production that's, yeah like that's terrible because the show must go on yeah i know and uh so uh anyway so yeah that was my uh my traumatic medical story in high school <laughs> but it yeah it was good because i learned you know that you have to like fight for like you have to be uh i don't know you have to fight for your own health care these days <laughs> that's true that's true and but I, I yeah <laughs> i love that we're both theater people though that's why we like yeah. connect you know I'm yeah like, oh that's where it is coming from because yeah. theater is so collaborative mm-hmm. so you know yeah. you really have to work with other people to get a job done yeah not that different than a podcast yeah and i think 
I think being, even though it was just those little plays in high school, I think it helps me have a little bit more sort of uh, empathy, I guess, for mm-hmm. these, you know, little TV movies. Because, yeah, maybe my my plays weren't, like, the greatest thing to ever exist. But, like, it was super gratifying and super fun to be part of the team and to be in it. And, and I, I think that's probably kind of similar like they're trying their best to do a good job to entertain people and you know i can appreciate that and the effort they put into it right and they're always on crazy time constraints and like they're producing these movies like you know 90 a year or whatever it is amazing so it is a lot of work so it's very similar theater and and tv Mm -hmm. movies yeah uh, i would say i think so where other people might just like me eh and just be dismiss- dismissive of it. I, I appreciate the effort. And right. uh, so, so you always kind of watched Lifetime movies growing up, huh? Growing up, Lifetime was like, it. that's like yeah. what I watched after school. Uh, you know, they had like the TV movies in the 90s. So I watched all of those, of course. Uh-huh. And like, they're, they're very similar. Like Lifetime at that time was very much like women in peril, like all these yeah. sort of things going on, like murder. Uh, so they were kind mm. of scandalous or salacious for, for a young man to watch. Yeah. Like, oh, these are kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, and I am a scaredy cat. So I do get actually scared of the Lifetime <laughs> movies sometimes. Like I'll like scream and like jump up. Yeah. Uh, Cause they go for those jump scares. But yeah. it's kind of it's kind of thrilling to like yeah. be like oh what am I getting into today for this lifetime movie something crazy for sure. Yeah. Well, so that's or- why I wondered if like watching all of these caution we call them the cautionary tales. Yeah, <laughs> like the Hallmark movies are like the 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 ideal uh, ideal, and then you watch the the lifetime for the cautionary tale. Uh, yeah. But um, but does it make you like ever a little bit nervous to like I don't know maybe go on that first date or like. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Like, you look through the world with a lifetime lens. Yeah. yeah. That's a scary place to live. I try to be more optimistic in my normal life, uh, <laughs> but it's nice to like kind of just grab a glass of wine and like watch somebody else go through craziness and you're like, oh, well, I'm fine. Yeah. My, yeah. my life isn't that crazy, I guess. There's mm-hmm. no one stalking me online or anything. Yeah. Yeah. That I know of. That I know of. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's really, some of them, I, I don't like stuff with like, I don't like the, the murdery ones very much. They're a little, little too scary for me, but I, I, I do like the, I don't know, like I, I'm, I guess the ones that are more sort of PG 13, it does seem like I, we watched one last year because we were thinking of covering them more regularly. So yeah. we watched um, The Evil Doctor last yes. year. Oh, Evil Doctor is crazy. crazy. I, I was shocked. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm... I mean, I watch R.A.D. movies frequently. But yes. I was shocked at the content that... I don't think that you would... I, I couldn't believe that that content was allowed on basic cable. Like, oh, whoa! Yeah. They're, on Lifetime movies, they're swearing. They do nudity sometimes. Yeah. Like, they are really graphic with their violence. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of par for the course of, like, yeah. the maybe in the past, like, five years, they've really, like, leaned into that side of things. Um, yeah. But 
more recently, like as of this year, a new uh, executive, what is her, like executive vice president of programming, yeah. they switch. So it's Tanya Lopez now. Oh. And she is focusing more on like empowering women, less women in peril. Oh, that's good. So that's why we've seen like, you know, the Olivia Newton-John movie, the Victoria Gotti, all that stuff is coming under her development. Well, that's good because, I mean, I like a good thriller. I just... I don't know. I it just really caught me off guard. I because I wouldn't. I would maybe expect something like that on uh, on HBO, but for right. it was very surprising. And I mean, obviously, I don't watch something like Evil Doctor expecting like you know expecting like super high. I expected it to be kind of trashy, right? More I'm more just, like fun, campy. Yeah, and so I was just like. I was shocked, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I did really, did, did you like the Olivia Newton-John movie? I did. So I watched it a little bit later. I didn't watch yeah. it when it came out. I was on vacation, but I watched it like a couple of nights ago uh-huh. and I thought it was good. I mean, it yeah. was a just straight up biopic, which yeah. Lifetime does. They've done some bad ones. The Britney Ooh. Spears one was like the worst one. Yeah. Of them. It was so bad. And the, I thought the uh, the Whitney Houston one was really bad. Too. And the TLC one was bad, too. Like, they had a slew of, like, really not great biopics. But this yeah. one was an ac- acquisition for Lifetime. So they yeah. bought it from, I guess, an Australian company. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, kind yeah. of ba- basic storyline. Uh, but that's just a biopic in general. You're just going to yeah. get, like, the flashes of the iconic, like, physical video or whatever else. Yeah. Grease. Speaking of Greece, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did pack, that was probably the, the one flaw that we talked about on the podcast is that they did pack a lot into the movie. I, I whereas some biopics, you know, just focus on like one part of their life and right. you know, they really covered a ton. They did her whole life. Her whole now, life. Yeah. Pretty much. But they I, did leave out the one thing that I was very sad was that Patrick was like, he like got lost or whatever at the end he was like missing they didn't like bring it back that he like came back 12 years later he was like hiding in mexico well did they officially they they that or is that just a rumor no they found he's he's back oh my gosh that's crazy i can't believe that's that's the most lifetimey part of the whole story it's true i know they really could and they should make a whole movie just on that one part because yeah. that's crazy i mean that's so selfish can you imagine like what his family went through and just he's just gone like that's right. the worst that is like a very typical lifetime movie plot. <laughs> yeah. so like, yeah. where, <clears throat> where's that movie <laughs> yeah so <laughs> uh what what's your kind of favorite part about running the podcast so i love to have guests on so in the studio i i bring people in from chicago so like i don't really do call-ins because i like to have that person face to face yeah yeah. open a bottle of wine yeah it's just like a really good time so and most of them don't watch the movies or don't watch lifetime so i'm kind of the expert air quotes yeah Uh, (laughs) and they they're like what the heck did you make me watch this is crazy yeah and then we explain it to our producer drew and he is not allowed to watch any lifetime ever ever or yeah. Hallmark. He's uh-huh. banned from watching them. So <laughs> I love seeing like his imagination, like 
of what the movie is because they're always like he always has like crazy ideas of how this is produced he just doesn't know because he's never seen them so it's really fun to explain it to somebody who just doesn't know the genre at all Mm -hmm. yeah i like that aspect of your podcast i i think uh uh it i don't know it's just it's an interesting approach you know to have somebody who's who hasn't watched it and it's like are you going to convince does he ever watch it them after you no he's no. never <laughs> watched one after he just he either we on the podcast we either pour it up which means we yeah. love it like it's great yeah or we put a cork in it if we're not feeling it or we wouldn't recommend yeah and then he just decides based on how we explain it to him whether he'll pour it up or put a cork uh-huh. in it. so it's yeah. pretty funny i know he's it's a funny it guy yeah not he is. not uh i should disclaim uh that lifetime of court is not uh you know rated g we're definitely right. rated like r <laughs> we swear and you know talk about all the crazy things so yeah. you know if you're sensitive to that yeah I mean, it's not a, the podcast for, not a family-friendly podcast not safe for work as they say that's right, that's right. <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun i enjoy that dynamic i think it, you uh and that you pretty much have almost it seems like every week is a different or every episode is a different guest which is pretty impressive yeah i have a big we network do. of improvisers and comedians uh-huh. in chicago so it's endless the people uh-huh. who could be on the podcast so trying to bring in like especially since drew and i are both males like a female voice uh-huh. so uh-huh. for the third chair i try to get a female in there yeah because we yeah. are talking about movies that are intended for females mainly right uh, so it's nice to have a uh, that voice in there to you know yeah. keep us men in in line so w- what do you think that Hallmark does better than Lifetime and Lifetime does better than Hallmark. Yeah. So Hallmark, which I also love Hallmark, uh, of course, how yeah. would you not love Hallmark? <laughs> Hallmark is so good about, well, first of all, I love how organized they are as a yeah. network. Yeah. Like we have the schedule uh, way in advance. You're getting like very clear indications of what's happening uh, as far as like the plan for the year. Um, but that's more like a podcast like uh as a viewer i love first of all i love that we have female protagonists in all of the movies yeah i love a female protagonist um and i like that they do a really good job at kind of like hitting the beats of what's ex- expected in a hallmark movie like if i'm sitting down and watching a christmas movie i want my i want my tree buying i want like a snowball fight i want to have a baking thing like they always deliver on what they're promising that they they are delivering, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for Lifetime, I mean, I love that it's very dramatic, over the top uh, acting, which is mm-hmm. just so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that you ne- you never know how it's going to end. It's always like a twist or a turn or something where you're like, oh well, that's it's sometimes surprising or sometimes very obvious. But I like the kind of mystery aspect of yeah. like lifetime. It always keeps you like guessing. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah, I just think it's so impressive how uh, how well how well aware of their brand they are, especially Hallmark. That because mm-hmm. Lifetime can be a little scattered. They're kind of like uh, we'll just oh look here's well the one week it's a biopic and I guess that variety is kind of fun, but hallmark is just they absolutely know what they are 
and they they don't try to be anything other than what they are and i mean some people might call that boring but i think as i think it's impressive and it's kind of i kind of think they're to me very similar to the marvel in a way which might sound weird but marvel absolutely knows their brand they know exactly mm-hmm. what they are and they don't try and the, all most, a lot of the other <clears throat> uh, franchises try to kind of be things that they're not or i feel like with I, I, star wars has definitely had this problem like each director right. is kind of making it up you know like we're we're gonna be a war movie with rogue one or we're gonna be a you know and some people think that that's impressive because it creates variety but i think it actually Mm -hmm. hurts the movies because uh because i think it's better (laughs) it might seem less creative but i think it's sometimes more creative when a director is just basically give it a kit and said here's the tools you have available go and do whatever you want within these tools as opposed to saying here's an empty thing go for it and which just kind of is overwhelming and frustrating and i i don't know it's just something i think that's so impressive when you just you know your brand you have and it takes i think i think bill abbott and michelle vickery are just so they just know their brand and that, that just i just think that's very impressive <laughs> right well and hallmark has kind of stuck to their brand like yeah. lifetime keeps rebranding or like yeah. try, they're like trying to get away from what they were in the past yeah um but then sometimes they're like well maybe we'll bring it back and we'll do a remake of death of a cheerleader right uh, and you're like well why why are you doing that like i do yeah. agree that hallmark really understands what they're doing they have the formula down yeah. and both networks have been around uh basically this well actually that's not true i think hallmark was like 2000 2001 when they started the like actual network but they were doing the the movies of the week type of thing on yeah. abc or yeah CBS the or whole the whole fame hall, hall of fame forever yeah. since like yeah. the 70s or like it was even on the radio at one point hallmark hall of fame right. like it's been so around that forever. helps establish the brand for them yeah Lifetime started in the 80s uh and you know they're they're it was like Farrah Fawcett with like the burning bed type of stuff. Right. Uh, which is yeah. like totally not what they want to be doing now. So they're yeah. just having to rebrand a lot. Cause it, it, when you know your brand, it allows you to, uh, to, to just kind of like some people, again, some people might think it's boring, but I think it's, it, it allows you to to perfect it and to make it better and better and better at least that's the idea at least and uh i don't know the one thing i am very glad that they have gotten pretty much rid of doing for lifetime was that unofficial true story phase oh yeah terrible unauthorized the worst like the the saved by the bell one was so bad i mean supposedly off of like dustin diamond's book and the whole thing was like just him whining the entire time and it was very unreliable like the most unreliable narrator to exist (laughs) of course yeah i think i had a viewing party for that one like at my house i'm like everyone's gonna come up and watch this and everyone's like this is the worst movie i'm like i'm so embarrassed why did i invite everyone to my house it was and like the cast first of all what i mean it looked like uh a cheap like 
adult entertainment parody yes. of yep. Saved by the Bell. Like it was totally. so bad. I <laughs> and they did a bunch more after that. They did like Melrose yeah. Place. They did yeah. 90210. They did it all. So I don't I don't know who was in charge of the network at that time, but that was a weird pivot for lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm really, glad those days are done. Yes, that was the that was that's the dark days that they. <laughs> yes, totally. The, the low point in therapy, I think. <laughs> right. So thankfully, I didn't have a podcast then. I don't have to cover those movies, but I might do the Melrose Place one because I have oh. a friend who hosts a Melrose Place podcast. Oh, really? And yeah. yeah, he has like so many people like like they're fanatics who love Melrose Place and you would think oh that show's so old who cares but uh-huh. there's a lot of people like discovering it now like no. I guess it's on streaming yeah. or something so it's it's nuts there's a podcast for everything there there really is and yeah they I mean I know because I mean Jack Wagner has tons of fans most of those are still from are back from Melrose Place right and because he does <laughs> he does Hallmark right him and Josie yeah Bissette. oh yeah He's on uh, When Calls the Heart. He's oh, okay. A, he's a regular or star in role on When Calls the Heart. And he is, uh, yeah, he does a bunch of movies, particularly the Wedding March series, which right. are so bonkers. <laughs> like, so uh, I have bizarre. not seen them, but because I vowed to not cover the, the wedding movies at Hallmark. I'm like, yeah. I can't. I actually go to weddings all the time. I don't want to watch movies about weddings. Uh, I had like eight weddings last year that I attended or was uh-huh. like the, the wedding party for. So yeah, can't do the wedding ones, but I remember the posters for those because I'm like, these look crazy. <laughs> go Well, I'm with you there. I actually hate the wedding movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I I just don't think the bridezilla trope is funny at all. I do not no. like it. It it's I just feel like maybe it's just because I'm you know 38 and single. I'm like, if you found somebody that you know wants to wants to marry you, then then you're the luckiest person on earth in my book. Like yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. Yes, <laughs> but weddings are stressful. I guess I don't know. I guess, but I it's just not enjoyable for me to watch that kind of stress, and it just right. I just feel like it's really selfish, and uh, that's why I loved. Uh, did you watch um, the one with Amelia Ullerup? The Christmas bells are ringing. This last, yes, uh, I did. I loved that movie because I thought it had. Uh, I thought the whole conceit of them like kind of taking this tour and like uh around town and moving the 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 snowman and just their little cute i just thought it was cute but i loved the wedding i was like for once i loved a hallmark wedding they were so thoughtful and like her and her interactions with her stepmom were so like kind <laughs> yeah she's she's really good though for yeah. hallmark i like yeah. her a lot she like yeah, really she brings something special to her movies i don't know what yeah. it is about her she's really fun she is really good and you know it's interesting because she was on uh uh chesapeake shores and i was not not a fan of last season of chesapeake shores i okay. i did not and i i find that there's something about in general i like movies better than television and right like s- series um because i don't know i just like having like a little story in a two-hour package and you're in exactly. and out on with yep. your life you know but um uh but i don't i feel like there's something about the uh 
the 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 happiness and the cloyingness of a of a of a hallmark movie that i enjoy but when you stretch it out and and it, it's over you know yeah it over would almost season. get like soap opera y because you're keeping up with the story and it's yeah. a lot to i i just find it it's not as palatable to me yeah right. as a uh than the movies i just like the movies so much better than the television well, the movies shows. are so fun because you get so yeah. many like different celebrities in there yeah like, hallmark does a really good job at their lineup they like get people who are like oh yes i love tia maori of course you should yeah. be in a hallmark yeah. movie uh, that type of thing so yeah and, yeah i don't Do you, know the, the shows i don't really follow either yeah so i know you have a we'll talk a little bit about your least favorite queen of hallmark but but you do you have one that you really look forward to their movies like a Danica or a Lacey or uh anybody like that that's kind of your favorite I would say Lacey is my number one but her last few movies have been kind of boring the Christmas one specifically like I remember the Santa Claus one where I forget what it's called the one where the Santa Claus like gives her like a letter or something uh that one is like matchmaker Santa yes yeah that one is good that's like one of my favorites. So yeah. I always like go into a Lacey movie being really excited. And then the last few she's done are just like very confusing or like yeah. the, she did the Pride, Prejudice and Mistletoe where I was like, I don't know. So I would say mm-hmm. her, but I'm sure there's someone else. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the actress's name, but I really liked her when she did one. I think her name's Meredith something. Uh, she was in, she's in Search Party. Yeah. What is I her love name? her. Meredith something but she's so good and she's like the perfect hallmark because she's like cutesy but like kind of like fun and I don't know she just seems like a good a good one I can't think of her last name though yeah um what is her name uh it's (laughs) Meredith Hagner I think that might be right she was in uh my Christmas love yeah the one where she got all the presents yeah the 12 days of Christmas she was just so adorable yeah she is very cute very cute yeah, uh, that that's that's a good one. And yeah, there's, um, you know, we I, even though I didn't like Evil Doctor, I do love Jen Lilly. I think she's just the. Oh yeah, she. Well, I like that she crosses over from Lifetime to Hallmark. Like, <laughs> yeah, she can do anything. She's yeah. a really good actress. Yeah, she oh, is. She's a good one. I would say maybe she's yeah. my new my new favorite of the newer people. Yeah, she she she's just delightful what, what can you say but um very <laughs> good um, and we i've gotten to interview her twice and she is oh, cool. such a such a great person i mean i think most of these people are really just lovely but yeah. uh but she is has so many causes that she's working on and so many different things like she she recorded an album for uh music and she donated uh the first for her first single she donated money to help this little boy i think in africa or somewhere i can't remember where but anyway get a wow. heart trans heart transplant oh and, my gosh yeah i mean amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and uh so anyway she's really cool but um so what in your mind makes for a great uh hallmark hallmark or lifetime movie uh you're like oh that they, they nailed it yeah so I love the the Hallmark uh, like businesswoman with a cold heart uh, <laughs> warmed up by like a, a cabin and a handsome man. Yeah. That's like my favorite because yeah. yeah. I'm like, 
that is me. That's my life. Where's my man in a cabin? Uh, yeah, you I must really like love- all the fake Chicagos that you see. Oh, I love fake Chicago. Whenever <laughs> Chicago comes up and they're like working in their office, yeah. it makes me so happy. Yeah. Uh, that would be my favorite like Hallmark trope. A lifetime, I love like a secret identity mm-hmm. or like pretending to be someone else, you know, taking over someone's life type of movie. That's like a really good. And yeah. actually, Jen Lilly was in, or no, it wasn't Jen Lilly. And I always say this movie was her, but it was another actress. It's sisters, they're twins. And one t- twin sister dies, and the oh other twin takes gosh. over her life what? and doesn't tell anyone. And she does it at first, like, for the kids' feelings, but then, like, she falls in love with the husband. Scandalous, and it's based on a true story. And I was like, this is nuts. It's like my sister, my sister's secret or something like that. Insane. Yeah, you're like, where did they find these people? I, I, I was thinking that the other day with that uh, mommy dearest one. Yes. I was just like, oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> that one really was scary. I definitely like was like freaking out the whole time. <laughs> I haven't gotten to watch that documentary yet, but I want to after you guys oh, talked about it. The documentary is even scarier than <sighs> the the uh, lifetime movie. It's insane. I mean, people yeah. there are crazy people out there, so everyone be careful. <laughs> I'm worried about everyone. Be careful, please. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh. I'm just happy here in Utah in my like little bubble. <laughs> yes, yes. Everyone that's why I, in your little bubble. We'll all be okay. That's why I would not watch, absolutely never watch the Elizabeth Smart movie because I'm just like, I don't need to have that fear in my life. Like I, I was, you know, in Utah when it all happened and yeah. it was like awful. I mean, obviously it was awful for her but it was it was just it was scary like you think you have this this uh, you know you have this really safe kind of community and for something like that to happen was just awful right and that's another like tricky thing with lifetime movies like when they're based on true stories yeah you have to be so careful telling that story and lifetime recently has been a lot better about getting that person involved in the production so yeah at least they have a voice in their own story because yeah. before they used to just be like based on a true story and that's it and they take creative license but now they're better about mm-hmm. respecting the the person who's actually yeah. going through the traumatic incident that happened you know yeah well if you ever want to do a vintage uh hallmark i mean lifetime movie episode of the podcast my favorite one of my favorite tv movies i've ever seen oh i'm so excited to hear i know it's called love notes and it's a lifetime movie and it stars antonio cupo and laura layton yeah and uh antonio cupo is so dreamy in it so dreamy and i'm on board yes i'm on board with that (laughs) And uh, he plays a country music singer, and uh, she plays a classical music critic or like an NPR kind of lady. And uh, she has to do this interview with him. And she, uh, and so she goes, and they have basically have a one night stand, and it's very, you know, very dreamy. And and (laughs) then uh, she ends up pregnant, so it's scandal. Um, and so she has to try to communicate with him because she wants, she's going to give the baby up because she like Mm -hmm. had a single, she had like a single mom and she doesn't want to be like that. And, uh, you know, to a kid. 
anyway right. and so it's kind of a road trip movie of her of them back and forth very romantic very dreamy and i love it it's it's so good <laughs> okay i'm gonna have yes. to find this we'll do like a very special episode of life yes. court and get you on there to explain yeah. it to drew yes it's so good you should That'll watch it yeah I, i've never heard of it yes it's way back from 2007 so oh okay it's it's coming but it's my favorite one of uh, it's one of my favorite tv movies and it is available on dvd so okay i will look for for that for sure yes um so uh yeah do you have a do you have a favorite like that like one that is kind of Um, the 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 number one your ultimate lifetime movie that you love ultimate lifetime movie would probably be i think i'd have to go like old school like um i actually really got into lifetime because of like the eating disorder movies oh uh, i'm actually going to be doing a series about them coming up on the podcast so like every other week we're going to do like a special on eating disorder movies because they were such a huge trope of lifetime for a very long time um, so probably the one with Tracy Gold, where I think it's like the um, jars movie, the where she's throwing up in jars. No, that's Clarissa Flockhart in another yeah. movie. But Tracy Gold <laughs> actually, I can't. I think it's like the perfect. Uh, I can't remember the title. But basically, Tracy Gold like used the movie to get over her eating disorder. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, and like kind of was involved in the production, and she, you know, basically a telling of her experience. Yeah on growing pains and everything not not that yeah literal to her life right right a parallel like universe where she's like a normal teenage girl uh, dealing with that so she did a really good job in that and i think like joe claiborne is the is the mom in that one Uh uh-huh so if i could remember the title which i don't know off the top of my head but that would probably be one of my faves that sounds i feel like i've seen that i mean and i really remember the jars one because we watched that in health class in in high school me too must have been a maryland thing (laughs) yeah i think so oh my god yes uh but i think that was a tv special the cluster oh was it okay Mm -hmm, because i was gonna cover it for the for the life i was gonna do it for the lifetime movie eating disorder series Uh um and it's only like a 20 minute movie oh so i was like oh i don't even know what that was and why i watched that in health class i don't know mm-hmm. don't know i but, like vividly yeah. remember it but Me too. So it, was, it was shocking yeah uh, but that's why those lifetime movies are so important oh, yeah karen, karen carpenter story would probably be another one of my top yeah uh, movies because uh-huh. uh, like they taught people about eating disorders during that time period yeah no they did yeah they really like brought it to like the consciousness and for people to just discuss and like talk about it Uh um because before the karen carpenter thing eating disorders weren't really talked about so yeah it's a big big catalyst for like movies Mm -hmm. with a message you know yeah Uh, and my favorite lifetime christmas movie is the 12 men of christmas with Chris yep. Chenoweth. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> That's a good one. It's so uh, good. I really like the Nutcracker one this year with Melissa Joan Hart. That was so yeah, fun and cute. So funny. I mean, they nailed it last this last Christmas. I liked uh, Lifetimes, I think, better than the Hallmark Slate they this last Christmas. Up. And 
I particularly, I absolutely loved Christmas Perfection. I thought that movie yes. was so funny. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just adored it. I thought it was the best. Anything with a Groundhog's Day like premise <laughs> yeah. is going to be like really fun. So yeah. if they nail that premise, I'm on board. TV yeah. movie anytime. Do a Groundhog's Day thing. Yeah, I'm well, into that. And it was so brilliant. I thought because it wasn't just that she was reliving the perfect Christmas. Mm -hmm. It was that everybody in her life was behaving in the way that she wanted them to behave. Right. So her parents were like together and were all happy go lucky and and her friend who's usually pretty snarky was all of a sudden nice and and uh you know the 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 her crush at work was all of a sudden now her boyfriend like right. and she she's so I thought it it added a layer to the movie because you know it's interesting because we like if people behaved in our lives the way that we kind of want them to would we actually like it like right it added, it added something to me to the movie and and uh i uh i don't know i just and i loved the sort of the scene uh when she finally sort of tells her parents like i miss i miss you i miss the real you uh because yeah. when in here she would have thought that she would never you know miss them like fighting and them being uh being themselves so i i thought it i just really enjoyed it i thought it was great and it's a good message to kind of like deliver yeah. to people during the holidays that everything doesn't have to be perfect right it's yeah. all gonna be fine it's really yeah. just spending time with people who you love yeah. that matters and like you you can't control other people so you just have to like relax and enjoy the time yeah. with the people that you love Right. And the other one that I loved from Lifetime this last Christmas was Christmas Pen Pals. I thought was great. I just yeah. really liked how I liked everybody in the movie. I like every side character. I loved her dad. He was great. Like all the little relationships and just the whole idea of everybody writing letters was so nostalgic. And so, and I, I've never been like that high on Nile Matter. Like he's fine, but like never been yeah. works. But he won me over in that movie. He was so dreamy to me. I can't believe you don't like Nile Matter. He's so <laughs> cute and dreamy. <laughs> I do now. I'm totally on board. But yeah. I, he's always just been fine. Like I don't hate him, but right. Uh, but he was so swoonworthy in that movie. I was just in love with him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I love this new trend of like people kind of jumping around networks. Yeah, because uh, it's like, oh, hey, Niles on Lifetime, amazing, uh, and like it's really fluid with like yeah. how the. I mean, they're all filmed in the same location, so why couldn't they film two movies for two different networks? You know, right? Yeah, yeah, they're all up there in Vancouver. So. Yeah, most more the guys than than the girls uh, crossover. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like but, Andrew Walker, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the best. Uh, I I was a little disappointed in his movie, that Christmas in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I yeah. just thought it was kind of boring. It it didn't. They they didn't have as good a chemistry as I thought they would have, and I I don't know. It just I'm just so tired of save save the town, right? Line, yeah. Save the barn, save the school, save the whatever. Like, it's just, I'm very tired of that trope. Yes, it is, like, overdone. Because <laughs> there's and no he, stakes. He could do better. He could do something better than that, I think. Like He did. Snowden was so good. The one from the mm -hmm. year before, that one was so yeah. good. But, 
But I don't know. I just I just feel like because everybody's trying to be you've got mail, but the thing they forget about you've got mail is that the store closes. Like right. she actually has because you don't believe it for a second that most of these that these uh you know that these save the whatever that they're actually going to close, that they're actually going to but in you've got mail, it actually she actually has to deal with starting a whole new life. And she actually has to deal with the store closing. And mm-hmm. and so it's so so much better than 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 all these other movies to me. Right. Well, and also with You've Got Mail, it was very timely when it came out. Because, like, you know, Amazon was just right. a thing. And, like, bookstores were actually closing. Yeah. Like, like, those type of bookstores. So, you know, it just doesn't connect as well in this time period. Yeah. I think, yeah. We, I think we've evolved past the, the mom and pop shops closing. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I was just in North Carolina and South Carolina and there's a lot of storefronts that are just like shuttered up. So sad. I know. It is really sad. You go through most uh, Main Street uh, and yeah, there's a lot of closed up uh, businesses. And uh, and even now, the, the big box kind of fox books type thing that was closing down the smaller stores are now actually struggling to stay to stay open you know i mean uh, so many uh like iconic businesses that you thought would never close down i mean just the other day payless is is closing down all their shoe stores and and uh, because and it just seems like all almost every day you know, I mean, Borders is gone now as far as the book, you know, the big box yep. that's been gone for a while. And Barnes & Noble is just hanging on by a thread. So it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. But, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm just bored with that whole trope. So I, I hope that they use it less because it's just – the other one that I'm really bored with is, like, I don't mind a good party planning movie, but most of the yes. time it's like – I don't get to go to this party, so like, unless the people, unless it's the script is pretty funny, it can be really boring. <laughs> well, and I plan events for like my living, <laughs> yeah. so that makes me super stressed to watch someone else do it. I'm like, oh no, I have a, I have an idea of what would be better or whatever. So yeah, I don't like those either. For a second, about uh, you kind of have a good natured, I think, uh, poking fun at uh our the queen of hallmark uh yes. candace cameron beret <laughs> yeah uh, at the end of your show what uh what how did that all happen the so what do you say yes. so the thing with candace is um you know she has some things in the past that uh she has not in in reviewing it i feel like maybe um I was quick to jump on some some assumptions that I have about her, um, but basically, I'm a gay man, so she right. in the gay culture, uh, Candace is known as like not a fan of the gays, which isn't actually true. Um, so that's where it started. I was like, oh, Candace doesn't like the gays, but she's never actually said that she doesn't like any. She's not against anyone really. Um, Mm-hmm. So I have a segment which is called What You Say Candace Cameron Beret, where we watch her Instagram and we just talk about it. And you know, it's meant to be fun and kind of snarky. Yeah. But like really I do as I I because when we started the segment, I didn't know a lot about her, I will admit. Mm-hmm. Um but as I've 
continued with the segment, I've gotten to know her through her social media presence. And she's just a very interesting person. And she mm-hmm. like is a hard worker. She, um, you know, has, is very family oriented. And, you know, there's a reason she's the queen of Hallmark. She's like, does all the movies and she's very committed to that especially yeah. like the, the family oriented content mm-hmm. so now the segment has evolved into us trying to like you know get candace to not really get candace to do anything because she doesn't know about her or she doesn't care about our segment um <laughs> and just getting her to like accept everyone openly yeah. and just say like hey gays you're cool with me uh would be wonderful Mm-hmm. Uh, to hear from from somebody who's such a high profile and has such a good following of people who if if they heard Candace say that you know gays are cool then maybe they would think the same thing so mm-hmm. just getting everyone to accept people for who they are yeah. is kind of like the goal of of the segment and you know it is kind of fun to just watch Candace's Instagram and she's <laughs> complaining about Vancouver and then everyone gets mad at her because she has crazy trolls on her social media account Oh um, yeah, yeah. Like That's they funny. really go, they really go after her for anything she does. It seems like she gets negative comments for everything, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know why they would be following her if they <laughs> have negative things to say, unless they're trolling her. Mm-hmm. And on the podcast on Lifetime and Court, we kind of are like Candace, like just don't acknowledge the trolls. Just yeah. live your life yeah. and don't worry about what these trolls are saying. So right. at this point, we're just kind of like, oh, Candace, you're so crazy. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, for most of us that are uh, sort of in the conservative world, if for lack of a better way of describing it, I think that it's been a bit of an evolution. Like I'm, I'm sure that if you went back to like 2007, 2008, like, there's things I probably said and maybe even tweeted that I wouldn't, that I'm not super proud of, you know, because mm-hmm. it was an evolution. Like I didn't, I don't know, you just learn and grow and become more accepting, hopefully as, as human beings. And, you know, you, you get, you have friends and, and uh, you, sh- you learn their experiences and it makes you more open. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's what we, we, that's what part of the reason why we want to do all this is, uh, is to uh, to talk about, about all these fluffy stuff, but also to just you know share a little bit of who we are, and uh, that's one thing I, I think that uh, uh, that I feel like now we uh, we you know we just like pounce on every little thing. If somebody said you know somebody like I was kind of glad to see uh, the um, I know this is a silly example, but the uh, the director of the new Jason Reitman, the director of the new Ghostbusters movie, had put out a tweet saying, uh, saying, "Oh, we're going to reboot things. This is going to we're going back to the re- original." And 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 a lot of people were like, "Wow, you're totally dissing the 2016 one. You're so rude. You're so like pounced on it, you know." Mm-hmm. And I was just really glad to see like Paul Feig, the director of that of 2016. Just come out and be like, I love Jason. He's amazing. I totally understand what he was getting at. Like, we're awesome. And I'm like, that's the way I wish that more people were that like, there's just, there's just this immediate outrage and that you're not allowing people to like, yeah. And sometimes that's deserved because people, sometimes it is right. But other times right. it's like, let people be human and make mistakes and, and just have sort of a conversation 
and mm -hmm. try you can have fun and just be a little silly about it and let people evolve and grow and uh i don't know and so i i think uh i i i think that there's probably been some growth on candace's part it's hard when you're on a show like the view because oh my gosh I you know <laughs> i can't imagine like, like i i mean we're you know and everything especially being the the one conservative on the panel who's kind of uh it, that would be very that would be a lot of pressure and i'm not defending everything she said or whatever but like i i don't know if i could i i'd like to think i i could i could do it but anyway it'd be very difficult and so I, yeah. I think that's i think it's it's a good thing and i think it's fun that you guys do that and uh and uh, i i think that if she were to listen to it she would probably just have a smile and be i i have fun with it i do yeah i mean that's the thing i i have no bad intentions or ill will towards candace and i do think agree with you that i think she has evolved and uh, as everybody has evolved to be more inclusive and like yeah you know uh, even in gay culture like there's stuff with trans people that the yeah. gays did not do well at like advocating for. So now we are trying to advocate for everyone and include everyone. Yeah. Um, and I say we as in like the gays in general, but right, right. mostly myself also, like, right. you know, using gender inclusive language and like all that type of stuff. Like there's little things to, that I'm learning to do that just makes other people feel better. And, you know, it's not that hard to do, you know? yeah so yeah, i think that's it's good it's tricky it's a tricky thing and i love that you uh say that you've evolved too because that's a big thing for me being a gay person on a podcast is like i want people who maybe don't know any gay people to listen to the podcast yeah. and and be like oh this guy's fun and he's just a normal person just yeah. like me yeah um and that's that's how change happens is you just kind of like come and connect on a human level yeah I think so. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, so we like to end our interviews with what we call the team beat questions. They're kind of just silly, fun questions that okay. Amber found on an old thing of team beat. Do you know team beat? It's an old no. magazine. Oh yeah. Team beat, yes. <laughs> team beat. Yeah. It was an old magazine where you could get like posters of Jonathan Taylor Thomas or whatever. Yep. <laughs> so yes. here we go so the uh first question what is the best ice cream flavor cookie dough yeah mm, pretty good all right what is the what is your favorite color blue of course <laughs> uh what music are you listening to right now what are you into uh i've been listening to a lot of phoebe bridgers um because it's winter and i've been like kind of sad and she's like the perfect sad singer girl oh so cool i, like I heard of her cool she's yeah she's very sad so if you're if you're sad maybe don't listen to her you know <laughs> oh good i like that okay uh so what is your go-to date night food sushi mm, okay uh what is your go-to date night activity out on a date oh i went axe throwing recently which was really fun so cool. i would say that like give it a shot it's, is that like a medieval like, times thing or something what is that like it's like a target and you like like a lumberjack like you throw axes like over your head it's crazy oh my gosh wow it's really fun and i was like not into it i was like i don't want to do this but it actually turned out being pretty pretty fun yeah huh there you go get a little uh 
of your uh, pent up pent up rage out. <laughs> yes, all the aggression out on the out on the board, and it's like scary. You're like, oh, this is scary, but then you're like, oh, I'm kind of good at this though for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it's like something anyone can yeah. do. That is really funny. I've never heard of that. Very cool. Okay, dogs or cats? I like dogs. Yeah, very good. Beaches or mountains? Mm, that's a tough one. I'm going to say mountains, though. Okay, good. Uh, suit and tie or sweats? Sweats, of course. Who would pick suit and tie? No one. <laughs> um, all right. What's your favorite holiday? Uh, I love Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. And what is your favorite Hallmark movie? Favorite Hallmark movie? Uh, I'm going to go with a throwback. Uh, what is her? Ellen Foster. Ellen Foster, the Hallmark Hall of Fame movie. Oh, yeah. Very good. That yeah, that one's a good one. Probably my favorite. Yes. Very with cool. Young, very young Jenna Malone. Yes. Yeah. Very good choice. All right. Well, very good. You pass the test. You can keep podcasting. <laughs> Hooray! People where they can find the podcast and uh, your other social media, anything you'd like to share. Of course. So we are at Lifetime on Court, of course, uh, .com, lifetimeoncourt.com, where our handles on all social media are Lifetime on Court. I think our Twitter might be Lifetime uncork because i couldn't add the ed uh-huh. <laughs> um but i don't really tweet that much because twitter is a is a scary place so i love instagram uh, so yeah. follow the podcast on instagram and you know give us a listen if it's not for you no problem i understand you know if we're a liberal uh, podcast and you know definitely not family friendly <laughs> so if it's not your bag not offended but the Hallmark Geese podcast is wonderful and I love them so much. They're such a good friend of the show. Well, we love you as well. It's, it's mutual. It's mutual. Yeah. And I can't wait till I, uh, cause I, I can't wait till I can get back on. <laughs> yes. We will, we will figure that out and get you on as a, as a special guest, of course. Yeah. It was really fun. So, well, thanks again for coming on the podcast. This was a delight. And, uh, and yeah, make sure you guys uh, are uh, yeah are following Patrick, and I'll have all the links to his to Lifetime Accord in the descriptions section. So check that out, and you can follow the pod our podcast at Hallmarky Spot all over social media, and on uh, iTunes and on YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, if you can give us a thumbs up and a subscription. We really appreciate that as well. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews uh, on YouTube and iTunes and really appreciate you checking that out. And thanks again, Patrick. This was so much fun. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.